the dino's gaming <laughs> cast love licking the microphone we just put it close to our lips purse them and, and give uh, the tongue a big old slurp right down the uh, nom, 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 nom. but we uh do other things apart from lick microphones and uh and hope that it gives us special powers because those special powers will help us to turn into a big old spaceship where we can fly away and battle aliens on uh, on realms of seas that's right the sea realm where under the sea it, it darling it's better down where it's wetter Jesus Christ. Floppy! Yes, mate. What, what's, uh, what's on tonight's show? Well, we're going to talk about the top 10 best sci-fi games. The best ones? Yeah. What right. do you think is going to be on there? Um, probably uh, uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. There'll, there'll be a Star Wars on there. The, the space battles? There's, no, the, just the Star Wars. Just the Star Wars? The War. great Star Wars. What War. else do you think might be on there? Top uh, 10. This is top 10 top best 10. All right. um, sci-fi cool. games of all time. Jeez. Oh, okay. Uh, I reckon... Commander we, King? Uh, yeah, definitely Commander Keen has to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and probably his grandson? Who's, who's, his, who's his grandson BJ Blaskovich? I think so. No, 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 no. That would be his uncle. Oh, okay. Or is that his father? His father. Great father. Maybe one of them was Doomslayer. Doomslayer, Doom I think. guy? Yeah, one of them. I can never remember what order he, he goes He should in. be on there. Um, I reckon other sci-fi... Is there going to be a Star Fox game or, on there? Oh, well, possibly. Possibly. We do like an old fox around here. Um, Silver Fox? Yeah, well, there's only one of them here. <laughs> and I'm the bald toad. Uh, and Anto, what do you think is going to be gonna be on the, the sci-fi list? Well, you know, I'd be really shocked if the very niche arcade game uh, for Alien vs. Predator made by Capcom in the early 90s didn't make it on the list. That totally should be on that list. I hope it's on there. Yeah, yeah. You, no, I think... I mean, realistically, let's, let's look at this. Let's call a spade a spade. Okay. Space Invaders. Has earned Best more money, sci-fi game of all time. More money than all of them put together. True. Like, like who who can forget that classic scene where it goes, <laughs> beep, 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 beep. But then it went, beep, beep. But then, then, sometimes the UFO comes across something and goes, <laughs> you, go, you have to hit it, you go, beep. And you miss and you go, oh, man, man. And you start again. Um, What are we doing? Uh, sci-fi games, I think. Sci-fi games. Yeah. Uh, very little-known fact. Sci-fi actually stands for science Wi-Fi. That's where Wi-Fi actually comes from. And Wi-Fi stands for wireless fidelity. And fidelity is actually sexy time. So we're actually having science sex. We're going to have a quiz on your face as well. Science sex, told you. Mm. Uh, <sighs> floppy. Yes, mate. What, what, what else can people do uh, over at hackthedino.com? You can listen to podcasts. Yep. You can click on those little links. Take you to Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and the U of the Tubes. What else can you sign up for? You can sign up for a newsletter written newsletter. by Ben. Oh, yeah. Which uh, potentially uh, one coming out with the details from the collecting of the Nesses. That's right. Uh, you can buy merchandise. You can. You can buy... I really need to make some more merchandise. Mugs. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Mm. Oh, this water tastes so much oh. better. Anything tastes better out of a Hack the oh, Dino mug. I'm having an orgasm. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's an organism. There was an organism in my cup. Yeah, it was a bug. You can yep. buy stickers, you can buy t-shirts if you wish, hoodies, whatever floats your boat. What else can you do there, Ben? Uh, you, you can send us an email complaining about the content of this yes. ad. <laughs> yes. 
Um, but you can also uh, follow us on twitch.tv backslash hackthedino, youtube.com backslash hackthedino, or all podcast caps around the world. Uh, thank you. Always I to listen do that. to it every day. Yeah? Yeah, and I do it along on my steering wheel when I do it. <laughs> so that was, a, uh, that was a nod to Kind of Funny Games and the Kind of Funny Games Daily, where they like to say in all podcast services around the world. Uh, and finally... You can tell your friends. That's right. You can uh, let your friends know that you listen or watch to this horrible show and go, you should listen to these jerks. They will uh, give you ear cancer. Um, oh. <laughs> All right. We probably won't. Probably. I can't make any guarantees. Uh, but uh, tell your friends. Um, we're, we're good people. Yeah. They should watch our show and, and laugh along with our hijinks because it's all in good faith. You know what else they could hear about when they, they join? What, what, what could they hear about? What, what's $20 retro challenge. $20 retro challenge. Pew, 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 pew. It's time for an update. So if you want to follow along the $20 retro challenge, head on over to our Instagram or our TikTok, which you can do through hackthedino.com. I still can't believe I'm part of something that has TikTok. <laughs> it's doing really well over there. Uh, so... Explain the rules. Start of the year, we all went out. We were given $20 each to buy anything 2008 or earlier and to sell that on. We could buy as many things as we wanted. They just had to come under that $20. Those items we then sold on uh, and used that money to buy other things. Blah, blah, blah. Snowball effect. End of the year, we're going to have our items uh, for voting. Uh, the Hackadactyls will be voting on who wins the $20 retro challenge at the end of the year. But who has the coolest... Who has thing. the coolest thing or and who deserves to be the $20 Retro Challenge winner? Uh, so a bit of an update uh, from previous uh, episodes where we gave an update. I have more Star Wars collectibles from the 90s for sale. Um, some little miniature figurines that came out with Pizza Hut from uh, the special edition release. Mm-hmm. And some Micro Machines uh, pod races. Uh, which Anto saw and had a uh, nostalgic flashback as soon as he held them in his hands. And I thought, well, you want them? You, you want to sell them? You, you, you want to buy them from me? Um, well, I know. You've already sold me again. <laughs> which I got home and realized I already had. Already? No! <laughs> well, you can sell that now. Uh, yeah, I'm going to sell it for more just to stick it to you. Or you can give me my 10 bucks back. You have the game and you can sell it. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've also got Simpsons Road Rage, uh, which I picked up for $5. Hopefully, we'll move that on for a little bit more than that. And some Robotech figures, which I'm a little worried about because I paid $25 each for them. Which is a very good price if you're collecting them. Yeah. so Ex- Excellent price. Yeah. Um, in order to resell them, I'm, if I'm at the stage where if I can make 5 bucks on the figure, I'd be happy. I'm hoping at the Adelaide Comic and Toy Fair, there's going to be a, Retrotech, a, Ro- a Robotech collector there. <laughs> who's going to want these carded figures and I'll be able to <clears throat> sell them. Oh, probably will be. But uh, uh, yeah, I ended up selling the Gizmo and the Starfighter for uh, $40. Braden has sold... Just, just quickly, I'm on $227 from my initial 20 Continue. Braden has sold so his, uh, their Sonic comic for 20 bucks. Yep. For five. Yep. They're aiming to have about 100 bucks ready for the comic and toy fair. I don't like their chances, but anyway... We'll talk about that next I've, week. I've had, no change. I've had no change, and I believe Anto's had no change. Yeah, I'm still trying to sell my stuff. <laughs> uh, next episode, Braden's going to be here. Ah, cool. So we'll be able to question Braden then how they uh, intend to get $100 for the Adelaide Comic and Toy Fair. We should do a mini Nefariously. live. You know what we should do? A mini live hunt? Yes. Yes. A live stream from the Adelaide Comic and Toy Fair. All right. 
We, we will do that. I don't know who will watch because everyone who watches this channel will probably be there, but that's okay. <laughs> Correct. We'll do it anyway. Uh, Floppy? Yes, mate? What, 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 what have you been doing lately with your, your research? My research, so I have... Uh... Very few people know that uh, Floppy's actually uh, studying to get a doctorate in video game law and history. Yeah. Why not? That's, sure. That's what that's Floppy's job. Uh, Dr. Uh, Floppy. We've yep. kept it a quiet for uh, how long you've been on the show? Four years? About four years now. Four years. Uh, we, we weren't allowed to say anything, but Floppy's getting near the end. He's going to be a doctor of gaming history very, very soon. Dr. Floppy. Um, yep. So uh, uh, Floppy PhD is coming for you. It's a dual uh, PhD. It's, doc- it's doctor oh, doc- of, uh, of, of gaming history and, and, and doctor of love. <laughs> And that's how you have to say it. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally learn. in your. That's the first thing you learn when you do your, your, um, your PhD in love. Doctor love. <laughs> if that was a legit course, I would do it. Yeah, same. Mate, if that was a legit course. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? Legit course. He's he's Doctor Floppy. If that was a legit course, I'd Hi be teaching everybody. it. <laughs> but it only goes for about two minutes. You're disappointed afterwards. Uh Floppy. <laughs> Uh, so we all know that I've been playing some uh, some sci-fi games. I enjoy sci-fi, sci-fi games. I just said, I just said, oh my god, English. Yeah, now it's your turn. Yep, now it's my turn. I have decided to do a top ten sci-fi games list. Now I did this a little differently to what I would usually do if I did a top top ten list. Mm-hmm. Usually I would just do <laughs> my favourite ten things. Yep. Uh, I decided to put a little bit more effort into it, and I I went through about ten to twelve. Sites that have top 10 sci-fi games of all time. And I started recording what games popped up on them. Watch Mojo. No, no, I didn't do Watch Mojo. I, did, I, only did, I didn't do any YouTube channels. <laughs> I did no YouTube channels. Uh, but I went through and I listed off what games were, were, were appeared on them. And then I would go through about 10 or 12 sites and mark off how many times they reappeared. As I said in the Discord, I am still... So dirty that the original Space Invaders isn't in this well, list. It's not a very good sci-fi game. It is an iconic game, but all you do is shoot little aliens that come down. Like that's sci-fi. It. It's still sci-fi. Oh no, hundred percent. Still agree has with earned you. more money than all these games. I agree with you. Doesn't make it the best sci-fi game. Makes it a very iconic sci-fi game. It's. it's I will play that game over any other anyway, crappy sci-fi game you got. These are the ten games that I have come up with. Now there were some ties. In the moments that there was a tie, went with the one I liked the best. I like the way you're being so honest. Like, yeah. yeah. You can just go, these are my games. Eat it. Yeah. Don't like it? Turn off. Please no. don't turn off. Don't. No, no, no. No, at least until the end. Mm. Then, then turn off. All right. Oh, Space Invaders turns, he says, isn't science fiction. It's science fact. <laughs> well. Nice one. All right. Top 10 sci-fi games. Number 10. Titanfall 2. Titanfall. Titanfall 2. Uh, Titanfall 2. So the original Titanfall presented players with a unique first-person multiplayer shooter putting high-powered mechs at the forefront of battle. It was only a multiplayer shooter, though. There was no story. Uh, It wasn't the perfect shooter, and there was plenty for Respawn Entertainment to build upon, which it did in this sequel. Uh, Gear up, step into a very latest in Titan technology in a fast-paced shooter that spans a good multiplayer and an exceptional single-player experience. It's not just about the Titan-on-Titan combat. As a player, you start off as a pilot equipped with the latest in handheld firepower. Firepower? Firepower. Flarepower. When it's time to amp up the firepower, pilots can call upon Titans that they literally come crashing down. It's amazing. And, and you feel the weight as they hit the ground. Then you get in that bad boy 
and uh, destroy some stuff. Yeah. Uh, each Titan is outfitted with enough firepower to take on opposing pilots. That is, until they step into their own oversized mech. Titanfall 2 is all about the adrenaline of the firefight, even during the story-based single-player mode that follows a rifleman and his Titan, BT, uh, as they attempt to escape the enemy clutches. Um, this thing is amazing. It has one of the best single-player campaigns in a sci-fi shooter. It, it just does. has um, excellent little puzzle sections that you have, including like a um, time displacement puzzle, which is amazing. Great uh, ability to jump out and fight alongside your Titan at any point. That's cool. And he, and he then fly, fights um, autonomously next to you, like providing cover and doing stuff like an AI uh, comrade. But then you can jump inside of him and just like bring the rain. Um, have you played this? No, no of course I've you not played. Uh, oh! <laughs> it's not Nintendo. Anto, have you played this? And I didn't think you were going to call on me for some reason. So, oh, uh, have yeah. you played this though? Uh, I haven't played Titanfall 2. I played the first one. Um, because I was a big fan of, I think, Titanfall 1 was Infinity Ward before they became Respawn. Uh, and they were the guys behind Modern Warfare 2 and True. other stuff. Um, and I really liked, in, you know, the time frame we're talking about, like 2010 to 2012 or something. Yeah. Um, I really liked the gunplay and the feel of, like, Modern Warfare 2 and stuff. So this, because it was mechs and futuristic combat, made me go, huh, that looks really cool and interesting. I'm going to give it a go. Mm. phenomenal in terms of gameplay like again yeah. the first one wasn't much but the gameplay that they carried over to this I will only assume is even better yeah absolutely like and you get wall running jetpacks all sorts of cool maneuvers like as well as titan combat it just this would be a great time yeah look the wall running and stuff like that the traversal that you have when you're outside of your mech is phenomenal as well as the ability to upgrade your mech and use some different weapons and switch between them and stuff like that oh Ben's cracking the poops because I told him he didn't play games it's like Apex, but not, not awful. awful. Yeah, Townsie, true. Which um, is a good way to put it. <laughs> Titanfall 2 is also a relatively cheap game to pick up uh, physically if you see it lying around. You'll see it at um, you'll see it at uh, Cashies. You'll see it at uh, places like EB Games, things like that, and it'll be in a bargain bin. I think oh, recently hey, as well, the developers have actually fixed um, a problem which was preventing online play. So it's actually back up and running now, I think. Awesome. awesome. So people want to jump in. I'd be keen to give it a go. I walked off to try and find a joke, but couldn't. <laughs> Instead, would you like... You came back and found I just assumed you found one. Would you like to read the second one? Uh, yeah, sure. Number nine, XCOM 2. I hate XCOM games because I suck at them. Yeah, there's a bit... I mean, you've got to admit what they are. They're, they're good, though. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, when extraterrestrials threaten the planet, there is only one organisation that can fight back. The police. Uh, XCOM 2 pits players in the role of the commander of the titular military organization. Through, uh, though the aliens have all but wiped out humanity, <laughs> I wish, XCOM <laughs> is still functional and finding new and new, new, what the hell? Unique. Unique ways to fight back. That often means bringing the fight to them. The turn-based tactical gameplay is some of the most stressful entertainment gaming has to offer. Every move must be calculated to prevent not just failing the mission, but also losing any of your squad. XCOM 2 is unforgiving, and the soldiers you've spent hours building up can fall in battle, never to be usable again. I like that, as much as it stresses me out. Because you... Uh, well, see, this is why you just don't form any kind of attachment to anyone ever. And that way you die alone and happy. That explains a lot. Uh, it adds an extra layer of thought as you prepare for each fight, research new alien tech, and ally yourself with surviving nations to save Earth once and for all. 
until you know XCOM three. So this gives me real vibes, like the old similar two things that that I used to get from Command and Conquer and mm-hmm. and Warcraft and Age of Empires and stuff like that. But with that sci fi feel, uh, I even actually enjoyed the third person shooter that came out for this called XCOM: The Bureau. The Bureau. Yeah, it was made like a story and kind of like a uh, well. Townsie's actually almost hit it on there. It's like Fire Emblem meets X-Files. It's true. Um, it was a third-person shooter set in sort of like a 1950s and like you were like the men in black, essentially, for a government uh, without all the cool tech. You know, and the good guys dress in black. Remember that. that in case you have a face-to-face and make contact. The title held by me, MIB. It means what you think you saw, you did not see. Hi, we're old. We are lame. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was number seven. Number eight is something that we have already touched on today is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, a list of sci-fi games is nothing without one of the most absolute, easily recognizable franchises of the genre, of genre, genre being Star Wars. Like, you can't have a sci-fi list of anything without having a Star Wars thing in there, I reckon. Or Space Invaders. Or Space <laughs> Uh, so while there are a lot of Star Wars games, and many of them have something going for them, Knights of the Old Republic, Force Unleashed, Battlefront, Rogue Squadron. Dark Forces. Dark Forces. Uh, they do look and feel their age. Uh, Bounty Hunter. Bounty... No. Bounty Hunter doesn't get on this list. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is just incredibly modern with its lush looks and a Dark Souls light style combat. Uh, being a Jedi has simply never felt... Uh, as fluid or satisfying and the story works even if you haven't studied Star Wars lore for like decades you don't need to have known anything about Star Wars to be honest most people know what a Jedi is Jedi good Sith bad are they though? well pretty arrogant the way that they've been told is um, despite what seems to be popular opinion I think it has one of the best maps in gaming next to 2016's Doom uh, I see a lot of people complaining about the map. I don't understand it because I thought it was like one of the best maps I've ever used. Uh, it has like a 3D map that you can then zoom around and uh, move in and out of and it shows you where you've been, where you haven't been, things you've seen but haven't visited yet. Like, it was amazing. The only thing you couldn't do was set waypoints, which I thought was silly. But yeah, and it's just like cool character, Cal Kestis, cool lightsaber, which I can't wait for them to make a replica of. Uh, cool traversal and puzzle lamp, like, Tomb Raider style puzzle sort of traversal areas and awesome combat cool villains what can I say <laughs> it's like the sigh in the middle there yeah I was like, like it's awesome playing it play it I like the scale the like the scene we're looking at here with Cal climbing up a rope and there's just this massive wrecked ship in the, in the foul, uh, background I thought you said erection <laughs> Just going to bring us off that topic quickly. I have a question for you two Star Wars nerds. Sure. What Star Wars content should someone consume before playing this if they want more information on Cal? Clone Wars. Well, no, nothing. This is what he comes from. Okay, cool. He comes from here. I I reckon he will rock up in something like Obi-Wan or The Mandalorian or something like that soon. But he hasn't. This is he. Cal has appeared in this and this alone. As far okay. to, my, to all of my knowledge, to my, the best and of my knowledge. And at the Game Awards. And at the Game Awards. And at the Game Awards. Rocked up in Shameless, too. <laughs> and, like, tried to kill Bruce Wayne, so that's yeah. not cool. Uh, but, yeah, just just play this game. Like, it's just great standalone adventure. You don't have to know anything Star Wars, really. And had we told you about it a month early, you could have got it for free on PlayStation Plus. In fact, if you have PlayStation Plus, and just download your games anyway. 
I made sure to do that because I do want to go back and play this. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's really good. It is probably the closest I'll ever get to playing Dark Souls. Um, in the fact that you, know, you revisit areas once you've upgraded your abilities and, and things like that and can do more in places that you've been before. Do it's, more. Do more. Do more. It's great. Love it. Do you want to do number seven? Sure. I'll rock out with my seven out. Wow. Uh, Halo 2, Halo Combat Evolved, was a revolutionary shooter that introduced players to an intergalactic war between humans and the Covenant. Co- Covenant. Covenant. Jesus. Uh, Halo 2, what is wrong with us tonight? I don't. Like, oh, I, I know. I'm tired. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you have an excuse. I don't know what mine is. Well, actually, <laughs> Anto was on his way here, and I was mm. running behind schedule setting up the stream because mm. I fell asleep on my couch. Because uh, <laughs> I'm Wish an I did. old man. Uh, Halo 2 continued this conflict, keeping the Spartan 2 commando, Master Chief, at the center of the action. Rather than ally himself with faceless Marines who serve as fodder for the uh, Covenant, Master Chief is joined by Covenant Elite. That should be shame for the human success of Halo. Covenant Covenant Elite, Elite. the Arbiter? The Arbiter, yeah. Sort of like the um, antagonist from the first one. Well, kind of. The two-round... Out, oh, sorry. The two round out a thoroughly enjoyable narrative that builds upon Halo's lore while retaining much of what players loved about the original. Halo 2 was a fast-paced shooter through, the, through, through and through, through, thriving not just on a fun story, but also a world-class multiplayer that people will rave about today. Oh, I really need to slow down. <laughs> Whether battling against hundreds of the Covenant, throwing sticky grenades on the frantic grunts, or taking... On a team of human-controlled Spartans, Halo 2 has given us plenty of great gaming memories. Halo 2 went on to spawn plenty of sequels and spin-offs, but it's hard to deny that this was the pinnacle of the series and one of the best sci-fi games ever made. So, I only ever played this for the first time, uh, I think it was last year, it might have been the year before. Because mm-hmm. I, I, growing up, I didn't have Xboxes and stuff like this, which was what, early 2000s? But you're their biggest fan. Yeah, apparently. Um... This thing, it holds up so well as a, an older shooter, like for a modern day, for a modern day audience. Um, the story is cool. Like it just doesn't get old the way that they've written it. It's not, it, I mean, it's essentially timeless. It, it just, it's just so much fun. It gets you excited. You get on the edge of your seat. Um, I mean, a while back I was gifted an original Xbox with yeah. uh, Halo, the first one on there. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to sit down and play this. Did you play player. it? I did. It's so good, isn't it? It really holds up. Yeah. Really it holds really, up. Really, really, really good game. Really, Much like playing Metroid Prime. Like, it's not as good as Metroid Prime, but much like that, the level design and the logical thinking that went into the design is exceptional. Yeah. Um, it, it gives really good... Like that first level in Halo is some of the best storytelling that you will yep. find to set up the world, set up the character. Um, just an exceptionally good game. You want to talk about setting up like worlds and characters. So in this one, the the Arbiter, which was the sort of the, like, I guess they were like a general or like a sergeant. Um, the, the Arbiter was like part of the elite operatives. For the Covenant. For the end of Halo 1, he was taken down by the Chief, but not killed. Because he didn't kill Master Chief. And then punished and branded a heretic. And, in, and then kind of teams up with, with Master Chief. And you get to play levels as the Arbiter. It's so good. Like it, tw- it takes that original story and like, like twists the gameplay and twists the storytelling. It's really awesome. So yeah, definitely give number two a go. Uh, I was talking to a friend of the show V the other day. She, 
big Halo fan. Pretty sure it was this one that introduced dual wielding. Yep. Yeah. Great time. Dual so next time I see baby. her, I'll just go, Halo 5. Oh, God. <laughs> but needless. A couple of needless. Uh, number six on the best sci-fi games ever, StarCraft 2. Uh, there's a lot of uh, sequels in this, I, I noticed when I was actually going through and getting videos for these. So, like, they've obviously got great games and then built on those great games to make the better sequels. Generally, the sequels of games are better because... Generally. Generally. Like, there's been a few exceptions, like... Other things. Though StarCraft II released in three separate campaigns, uh, Wings of Liberty, Heart of the Swarm, and Legacy of the Void, when combined together, the trio make an action-packed Huge dramatic story. Uh, picking up four years after the events of the Brood War expansion, all is not well in the universe. Uh, Sarah Kerrigan is the, still the Queen of Blades, overseeing the Zerg Swarm. Jim Rayner has turned on the uh, Dominion and formed a band of uh, revolutionaries. And the Protoss are, well, doing weird Protoss things. Because they're, they're a bit odd. Uh, the trio of campaigns all have at least one thing in common, gameplay that is remarkably improved over the original StarCraft. Uh, and with a 12-year gap between the two games, you would hope so. 12 years between an original and a sequel. That's it's a crazy. long. It's a long time. It's uh, like Blade Runner and Blade Runner 20... Whatever. 2042. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch that again. I still haven't seen 2042. That's oh, a good film. Oh, I will. Good film. Uh, StarCraft 2 follows the same RTS setup, but gives players control over more at one time. It allows them to mount massive attacks or set up like a really strong defense without having to micromanage single units. Um... New units, new locations, and new hero characters uh, provide a much bigger experience than the 1998 RTS. 1998 was the first one. I miss the uh, 90s. Blizzard's storytelling is at its peak for Wings of Liberty and the Heart of the Swarm, though the quality does taper off at the end. Regardless, StarCraft 2 is a mostly consistent RTS that is very, watch, very much well worth the wait of the 12 years for the sequel and to play today. Did you ever play StarCraft? No. I'm Did you ever play any RTSs? No. I'm not an RTS person. Anto, you would have had your you would have had your hands on some RTSs at some point. Really? Um I so we got a PC for the first time as a family in I think 1997 or 8. So we're talking, you know, sort of early to mid like the PC gaming sort of buzz. when it started to really like when yeah. it started to get you know really consumer baby. friendly to build your own and stuff. Um, I think the only thing I played on the PC we got when I was younger uh, was Motocross Madness Two, <laughs> okay. uh, the PC port of Final Fantasy Seven, mm-hmm. Abe's Odyssey, and Captain Cosmic. And then I got like a you know Dreamcast and other stuff, so I didn't bother playing any. You play on Captain Cosmic again. Um, Don't know. All I know about StarCraft Two is the term Zerg Rush because it's a <laughs> tactic that people use to just overwhelm other people in multiplayer. That's yeah. basically the limit of my knowledge. Yeah. Uh, look, it's, it's it is similar to things like the Command and Conquers, your Age of Empires, yeah, June Two, which was the first RTS I played cool sci-fi game uh but not enough people knew about it but yeah it just took sort of storytelling and theatrics to the next level it's just awesome like and still worth playing today like as the like well it's on this list because it's still worth playing today hmm. but yeah um number five ben uh definitely worth playing today uh possibly possibly the best game ever made possibly Ooh, it definitely one of 
uh, I'm talking about Portal 2. Uh, some ideas are just perfect for games, and Portal 2's teleportation gun testing facility was just great for a plethora of challenging puzzles. The variety Valve came up with is still astounding, and since then, the game's community has added so much value to Portal 2 in form of additional levels and fan... Games or fan levels? Fan-made content. Nah. Portal 2 is also one of the few puzzles that doesn't skimp on a really fun story, complete with great voice acting, and it is. Uh, simply Merchant? put, yes, even yep. Merchant. Yeah. Simply put, this is timeless, and by now the portal gun has become a piece of pop culture history. And it has, like, you can buy replicas of the portal gun. That's just that's cool. Yep, you can also buy uh, plushy uh, turrets that talk to you. Yeah, you've, you've got one. Well, I don't anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> Anto has one. Of course. Thank you um, for uh, spoiling the surprise for Coda later. <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, bad people. It's okay. She's probably asleep. <laughs> uh, one of the coolest things I've seen is someone had the, the oval mirrors in a hallway mm. with LEDs behind them, one orange, one, one blue. So when you look through them, you would see like you would in a port, in like portal in the game, like you would see through. It was, ah, it was awesome. That sort of never-ending, what do they call them? Infinite. The, Infinite what I like is the writing is so clever and so witty and so funny. Um, yeah, great game. Great game. Excellent game. And if you have never played it, please, please give it a shot. It is just, it's so worthwhile your time and effort. What do you reckon we get first? Portal 3 or Half-Life 3? I don't think we're ever getting a Portal 3. <laughs> Neither. Oh, really? Valve hate the number 3. It's never going to happen. Oh, it's okay. true. Why do they like, hate 3? Just release 4 then. I mean, <laughs> you could argue that Half-Life Alex is technically, you know, Half-Life the 3. Third. But prequel. No, it's a prequel. Yeah. All right. Number 4. <laughs> Number four on the best sci-fi games you need to play. One of my favorites. What I spent so many hours on this game. I even played multiplayer online with people with this. Ugh, yuck. And one of the few games that I love the music on. I even had one of the, th one of the songs from the start of the game as a ringtone for a while. And that is for Borderlands. Space Invaders. Oh. Borderlands 2. Uh, so after opening the vault in the original border, Borderlands, uh, players unknowingly changed the course of Pandora's existence. Pandora being the planet that you were fighting on. Uh, oh, that's where the Avatar are as well. Yeah, sure. Seeing an opportunity to move in and use the newfound material, Iridium, which is very, very cool and looks real pretty in purple, uh, to create a false sense of peace in the hostile planet, Handsome Jack, what a charismatic man. Great name. Seats himself in a position of power. Uh, though he has remained mostly unopposed, uh, rumours of a larger vault draw the attention of a whole new band of vault hunters that will get caught up in the revolution against his tyrannical rule. Vault hunters being the people that you play. You get to choose from four different classes. Uh, there's generally a big tank type person. There's generally a stealth based person, a commando style, and then an elemental. So, you know, your generic sort of classes, but they are just such cool characters and are written with awesome personalities that they stand out so much. Um, as one of these new hunters, players return to Pandora and other locations to locate the vault and bring down Handsome Jack. Uh, Borderlands 2 is much like its predecessor, but follows the mantra that more is better. Uh, and in this case, it certainly works. And they literally had on like the back of the game cars, car, uh, car, literally like said like a bajillion guns. Yeah, isn't isn't one of this gun shoots a gun shoots a gun, or so a, the knife gun shoots knives? There or something is like that? Oh, there are things like when every time you uh, change magazines, you'll throw another one that'll explode and then throw acid on people. And there is just so many. Like it's one of the few games where I don't just pick a gun I like and stay with it. 
I'm yeah, right. consistently changing guns all the time to different effects because there there are people that get affected by fire or affected by acid or anything like that, and so you you're constantly going through and changing them. Um, you've got special abilities that you can level up. It's it's just so awesome. Uh, the new band of hunters differ from those featured in the original Borderlands, but they those players that you could have had now are NPCs and you interact with them. Nice. From the first game. Uh, you have a reason to be excited. Once again, get lost in the chaotic action of Gearbox's softwares, Gearbox Software's first-person shooter. Please do it. It's amazing. This, this cell-shaded shell... Oh, God. Cell-shaded graphics look phenomenal too. All right. Do you want to do this one? Okay. Sure. Dead Space, one to three. All of them. All together. All, all of them. A good time. me talk about Dead Space enough so Ben can... Okay, I'll be reading Floppy's words. Uh, the original Dead Space was a big hit with players for its perfect mixture of survival horror and action. Mm-hmm. While the sequels leaned heavier into the action side of things, the trilogy still holds up as one of the best sci-fi games series ever made. The claustrophobic corridors, shadowy areas, and screeching and scurrying of countless necromorphs in the dark make the original trilogy a nail-biting experience. Probably paying it wrong if you're biting your nails. The experience has certainly benefited from modern gaming technology with the remake. The sounds of screaming, blood splattering, and guts squishing were all truly disturbing staples of Dead Space. Adding to the unsettling gameplay sounds, the trilogy also introduced a... a And demanded. Demand... Oh, and demanded, sorry. A unique battle tactic of the player. Dismember the enemy until they are dead. Yeah, you have to shoot off their legs and arms first. Awesome. To, like, stop them. The plasma clutter... uh, Clutter? (laughs) There's so much plasma around here. Uh, The plasma cutter, Isaac Clarke's preferred weapon, emits a satisfying impact blast with each pull of the trigger. The game mechanic of dismemberment sees limbs of necromorphs being severed, guts spilled onto the floor, and Isaac Clarke constantly fighting for his life. By incorporating 7.1 surround sound, 4K, modern controls, and minimal HUD... HUD? It feels like the gamer is right in the middle of the tense and frightening combat. That's for the remake, of course. But yeah. Of course. But yeah, overall, yay. And don't forget, you can play uh, the Dead, Dead Space guy in Fortnite right now. You can. Um, look, if you do have the, if you have the original player, if you have the opportunity to get the, the remake, do it. It's the same story. It is being improved. Not that there was anything wrong with the original one. It's just we have better technology and can make it's it tweaking. more amazing. Tweaking. I was actually going to ask, you finished this, right? The remake or the original? Both. Uh, I haven't finished the remake yet. Okay. The original, a long time ago. If you had to put a percentage on how far of the way through the game you are, what would you say? On the remake? Yeah. Uh, 30% maybe. Oh, okay. I, I got stuck <laughs> on Last of Us Part 1. Okay. In the 30% or so of the game that you've played so far, are there any, like major differences from the original to this i mean there are things like he talks i know there's like the mechanic where like if you stomp on enemies or just stomp repeatedly isaac starts going die mother fucking nah oh, i, I have language i haven't oh, goodness stomped repeatedly like so you do you stomp what you do is you take them down by shooting off their limbs and then when you stomp on them it's kind of like a finishing move and mm. we'll, that's how you get uh ammo drops and stuff i'm just i'm with this one i'm trying to figure out if there's enough difference for me to give this a go, as far as the remake is concerned, because I've played the original so many times. Mate, borrow, just borrow it off me and then have, and see what you okay, think. When you're done or just come over and have a look. Uh, all right, number two. We're getting to the top of the list. Number two. 
Uh, I have cheated a bit and put series in it, as, Lee, as you see by Dead Space Do 1 to 3. Do whatever you want, but put Space Invaders in it, apparently. Bioshock 1 to 3. So Bioshock is a classic among the sci-fi games with an alternate Don't ruin the ending, timeline. What? Uh, for I once, still don't know the twist to you're this. You're not going into space, but deep underwater in order to explore Rapture or the lofty heights of the steampunk city Columbia in Bioshock Infinite, uh, a city that ate itself. The series is thrilling, from battles with mutated drug addicts to consistently dark, surprising story that stands among the best for the shooter genre. Uh, while it's not for the faint of heart, uh, no one's ever made such an intriguing mix of philosophy and horror before or since. I think it's a fair... Fair call to say. What do you reckon? I think that's a pretty fair statement. Yeah, Little Sisters, Big Daddies, Plasmids, Weapons, Abilities, Art Deco Design, Atmospheric Scenes, culminate in a feast for fans of sci-fi, horror, first-person shooters alike. Um, I love this series, not just for how it plays, but for what it looks like. I love the Art Deco Design. I love the idea of taking and making a utopian world underwater, away from the rest of the world, which... um, Goes to shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, the voice of Andrew Ryan is, uh, was met by Michael Towns. That's amazing. Uh, I love the world that he created. I love the, the ability to have plasmids, which is made from a, I think called Adam. Adam? Eve? Adam and Eve Adam. was the stuff you used to top up your resources That's to right. shoot abilities and lightning. It is just, uh, it is just such a good story to be a part of and to play along with it's just there's something about the original bioshock like two was good um not quite as good as the first and then infinite was probably equally as good if not maybe a little bit better in my opinion yeah i mean the only thing that t- tips me towards the first one the most is the the art design yeah i, 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 I love that art the design. first is iconic like just the opening seeing the dark tower in the middle of the ocean and yep. you make your way in and just all just of a sudden elevated. you're underwater it's such a good opening of a video game so have like, you ever played this I've never played this and uh, we're running out of time so I'll right, play it now cool. <laughs> alright so we'll have some honourable mentions before I go to the number one uh, honourable mentions I've got Fortnite in there because you're right Ben it is a sci-fi game it is um, I didn't put it into one of the big ones because it doesn't have your typical storyline as an ongoing storyline yeah but I mean even that's sort of but like it's really easy to miss if you don't sit there and watch yeah. it all the time yep. uh, f- um, so Fortnite's in there Great sci-fi game. Uh, Deus Ex, Human Revolution. Excellent game. Excellent game. It talks about the, you know, modding oneself and sort of the morals around, what do they call it? And augmenting your body. Uh, yeah, like human modification and stuff. Yep. Uh, Doom for its amazing fast-paced first-person shooter. Excellent levels. Wicked music. Um, Stellaris, I've got in there, which appeared mentioned. I haven't played Stellaris, but it's appeared on a lot of lists, so... Put it in there. As an honourable mention, The Outer Worlds, a, a relatively modern game. Vanquish, Anto, was something that Anto brought to my attention, which I'd forgotten about, with a really cool sliding mechanic. That was awesome. Uh, time Splitters. Just quickly, I've recently learned there's a tag team wrestling team in Japan called the Time Splitters, and their whole gimmick is that they're time travellers. That's <laughs> okay. hilarious. That's great. Uh, any of the Metroid games, because what a cool story, and what a cool protagonist. Uh, Space Quest 2, by far the best of the Space Quest games if you want a Space Balls-esque type uh, video game. Uh, and there's just there's so many more. so many more Alien Isolation, which I've talked about a Metal billion Gear times. Rising. Pardon? Metal Gear Rising is Metal my, Gear Rising. my throw-in. 
Space Invaders. Space Invaders for Ben. Because <laughs> nobody else cares but Ben. Uh, but the number one. Number one sci-fi game slash series that uh, you should play if you're a, if you're a fan. And you, let's face it, you probably have, is Mass Effect. So Mass Effect 1 to 3. I've put down there, don't worry about Andromeda. Uh, the list couldn't hope to be complete without the Mass Effect series. Uh, the famous trilogy takes uh, place in a galaxy filled with alien civilizations, highly advanced technology, and more respect for physics than you'd expect in a video game. Yep. Uh, the series follows Commander Shepard, uh, the first human special agent of a galactic government, which I thought at the time was wonderful that you could make female, male. Uh, you had the choice over you how you played that character. Uh, came female Shep for life. Femshep is best Shep. Femshep is best. You should get that as a t-shirt. A threat that the council refuses to acknowledge until it's too late, idiots. Uh, One of the biggest draws of this series is that your choices as Shepard have super far-reaching consequences and many play out later in the trilogy. So your choices carry on through all the games. You've got to watch who you bonk. Phenomenal. Um, In 2020, the games received a legendary edition on the PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, bringing all the games together, improving the slightly dated graphics, smoothing over the appearance, reducing the amount of butts, uh, and choice import process. It's certainly the definitive way to enjoy that series is on the PS4 or Xbox One. Mm. Um, Anto, you're a fan. I'm a huge fan. What would uh, you like to sorry, add to this? I almost died In 30 on seconds. My own oxygen. What was the question? <laughs> what, 30 seconds. Why do you think this is number one? Uh, it's number one because the characters, plot, Relationships between the characters, gunplay, abilities, uh, variations in player choice as far as how you build your character's skill sets. Uh, The music is phenomenal. Um, We just don't talk about the driving. It's just fantastic. No, no, the Mako is great. Anyone who argues against it just doesn't like fun. And what other game do you get to have the sexy times with the blue lady? Yeah, and that. Um, Avatar? I was going to say something else about Mass Effect and I've just completely forgotten what it was because you gave me a 30-second time limit. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That is my top 10 sci-fi games. If there's any on there that you haven't played, probably should. Oh, Mass Effect's better than Star Wars. And if you'd like to play Mass Effect, you may find yourself playing another game called Quiz on Your Face. You're wrong, Anto. With that blue lady. With a blue lady quizzing on the face. Quiz. On your You're face. ready for quiz? Yeah, whatever. I'm tired. Uh, I've got <laughs> a uh, four questions here for multiple choice. I'll ask a question. I'll give the uh, possible answers. Yell. Yep. You know how it goes. Good. Yep. Uh, what's the score? Don't know. You uh, are done, floppy you, winning on four. Braden on two. Jazz on one. Anto on one. Anto, the reigning champ. Not doing too well. Not doing too. Dylan's very confident in his question choice. Well, let's right now find out. What Dylan the Villain, Patreon supporter Dylan the Villain, has sent in for us this week. Dylan the Villain writes, asks, he rasks, he's a little rascal. When Sparrow 3, Year of the Dragon, was released, the hackers that tried to hack the game found the code to be so complex that A, they thanked the devs for giving them such a challenge, B, released several different versions because they didn't know which one would work, C, had to call in outside help to successfully hack it, or D, gave up because it was too hard and gave the job to someone else. Now you have to wait until I'm finished asking the questions. I didn't know if that rule was still in effect or not. Of course it is. (laughs) Floppy. Floppy? Damn it. (laughs) 
I have no idea, but I know that Anto does because Anto and Coda are massive Spyro fans. Yep, so, which one? Uh, D. Incorrect. Damn it. Anto? B. Incorrect. What? A. They thank the devs for giving them such a challenge. So, Dylan, wow. <laughs> in the live chat, not only did you stump them, you stumped Spyro fans. Well done. Hey, I'm not the one who's got Spyro tattooed on me. Coda is. Well... Good. Well done, Dylan. Because tattoos are evil. They come alive at night and they steal your puppies. Dylan, <laughs> I've I'm seen still like 20 to 2. It's fine. <laughs> Next question. Uh, this is modern news. This is our new modern news segment that will only be for this question and this question only. What? <laughs> oh, okay. Two Marines defeated the AI detection system of a military robot by... Anto. A. Oh, come on. I already know the answer. A. Shooting it. B. Reasoning with it. C, romancing it, or D, hiding in a cardboard Anto. box and whiting right up to it. Anto. Floppy? Do it. Don't, don't no, no, Floppy. Give it to him. If he's going to abuse the rules, I'm going to abuse my A. status. A, you did that on purpose. I know. D. Uh, sorry, both are incorrect. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Towns asks... Don't, don't be mean, Ben. <laughs> well, he needs to pay attention to the rules. I'm trying to read and he goes, Anto, Anto. Hey, hey, I am not a typical English person. That's right. <laughs> no, you're much more <laughs> insulting. Uh, Townsy, in the Stanley Parable, there is a choice which involves a cutout of a baby on a conveyor belt leading to fire. Ooh. With a button in front, re- uh, with a button in front, reset the baby's position. To reach one of the many, many endings, you're instructed to press that button consistently for how long? A, two hours. B, three hours. C, five hours. I messed with my head so bad then. <laughs> and D, four hours. Floppy. Floppy? Four hours. Correct! I had no idea. That would have been a guess from me. I want to say I may have heard that with a com- in a conversation with Townsy. I asked Townsy. <laughs> I said... How, how did you uh, know this? Did you actually do it? He goes, no, I tried to do it. And then after about 20 minutes, I went, nah, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it was with Townsend. I had a conversation that has come up with like at one of the fa- at fair at some, uh, some point, but that is a weird fact to remember. Here we go. Last question. Atari co-founder Nolan Bushnell also founded what company? A, Chuck E. Cheese. B, Wendy's. C, Dunkin' Donuts. Or D, Five Guys. Floppy. Floppy. Dunkin' Donuts. Incorrect. Anto. I'm going to say Chuck E. Cheese. You are correct. You get a point because you obeyed the rules. Floppy <laughs> didn't, so he should have a point taken away. Sorry? Floppy didn't. He uh, put his name out before you finished. Sorry, what was that? No, no, it's fine. So if, you if are we're just going to abuse the rules for one person and not uh, right. award points. You're right. I should abuse the rules. <laughs> Anto. So treat Anto's on treat one. this like you're in North Korea. You just don't argue. <laughs> We can argue, but um, so at the end of that round, Floppy's on five, Braden's on two, Jazz is on one, and Anto's on one. (laughs) 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 But we've been Hack the Dino, this has been our gaming cast, we bring you the past, present, and future of video games, but this isn't all we do. Firstly, we like to thank our Patreons, because we forget every other week. Uh, Floppy, would you like to flank some, flank? Flank them! Quick, they're going on a mission! Flank them! Flank them! Oh, thank you. Fight them! <laughs> thank you to Ash Knight, uh, Karen Knight, Dylan the Villain, Triple Indy, Mike Towns, and Game Boy Dan. Game Boy Dan. 
Thank you. Without you guys, we couldn't do what we do. And if you go to uh, hackthedino.com and click on the Patreon link or patreon.com backslash hackthedino, you can get your name scrolling down the bottom there. You can get a special thank you. You can get an ad, a wonderful live ad put on the show. There's so much more. You can get an extra bonus show where we uh, are a lot more energetic than this. Or... Uh, probably not this month, but next Sometimes month less. we're going to do uh, uh, D and Dino again. We'll, we'll do that next time. <coughs> next time, if Floppy survives his shake of doom, I'm good. Uh, but uh, we do other things as well. Floppy, what do you? What do you? What do you do? I am on Instagram. It's uh, a little handle called Floppy Plays Games, where I take photos of things that I've bought, things that I own, and things that I'm playing, and share them. This is one of my one of my latest little pickup uh, things, which was really cool. I got the collector's edition for Tearaway on the PS4. I got a load in the dark on the Dreamcast with the most over-engineered cases in those Dreamcast games. Yeah, they're great. I love them, but they're weird. Yeah. Uh, a Boy and His Blob. Yeah, I got that for five bucks. You did. And one of my childhood favorite games, Spider-Man on the PS1. Love that game to death. Uh, I eventually, on my original save file, which I've got to dig through my uh, memory cards and see if I've still got it. Um, got all the comics, unlocked all the outfits. Just, oh. Nice. Played it to death. That was one of those things when I had, you know, four games. Yeah. And you just had to keep yeah, on playing. So that was one. What did I have before that, Anto? Uh, da, 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 da. I reckon there was something else new. Oh, I catalogued my entire PS2 collection. Oh, God. No, I have more than I thought. Is There's like, you don't have to sit there and go through every photo, but I, I put them up there because I was like, I can't. I thought I, I didn't think I had so much PS2 yeah, right. stuff. I had it all in like a, they were behind each other. There's some cool titles in there. There's some cases I'd like to replace, but, you know, hey. Well, you've got a double of that game that you bought off me. That yeah, freaking Scarface. <laughs> oh, Vampire Knight. I wonder who you bought that from. Cool guy. Just from a cool guy. Uh, Anto, what do you do? Uh, I'm not going to bother showing mine because nothing's changed on it again cool. in two weeks. But where can they follow you when you, you do change things? Uh, at Final Fantasy. Sweet. So I've got two. Uh, first one is Bad Game Arts. I forgot to do any this week. But you can head on over to Bad Game Arts and see the worst art of... Oh, hey, did I put that up in the last week? Uh, this was done on February last 14th. Fortnight. Oh, okay. I have done it. Yay me. I remembered my job. That's um, what you did on Valentine's Day. Yep. So I was looking at pictures of naked men throwing swords. And this is the top result that came up. So I decided to, show, <laughs> to share it with you over at Bad Game Arts. Wow, there's a lot going on in that. There, there is. Uh, this is uh, so. These are uh, so. These are games that I've actually found that I'm selling at the toy fair. So this one here, uh, Phantom of the Asteroids. Uh, <laughs> that alien has the weirdest looking penis I've ever seen. Oh gosh, <laughs> I just saw it. Uh, what, we, what else we got there? Anto, is there another one coming down the line at Bad Game Arts? Ah, oh, we've already done that one. But I will bring up this one here. Um, now I probably should have put a picture up, but this is a Atari game. <laughs> Called Demon Attack. Now, don't, I'm I'm actually just going to get up for a second. No, no, I'll, I'll do it. You All right. Do well, hang on. There's something else I need you to get as well. So, just show that to the the camera there, Floppy. Demon Attack. Go in a bit closer. Look at those spaceships. Don't they look cool? They're sort of like this amalgamation of um of of robot and a, a beast, and they're all silver and flying through the sky. Um, <laughs> Anto, just just describe that for a sec. Uh, well, it's got jagged teeth. Uh, looks like it could potentially be scaly underneath the, the chrome. Um, clearly looks designed potentially to look like an F-14 Tomcat, but in space. Yeah, it's probably more accurate. I don't really know what I'm talking about. 
Just keep holding that up, Floppy. I want you to look at that dinosaur on the cover of this wonderful game. Yep. See, you see that character? Look familiar? <laughs> Hold it up. Hold it up. So this is a knockoff T-Rex I had as a kid. A knockoff. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same toy. They have just got some cheap dinosaur toys from the local. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So I was, I tested, uh, I've got a wood grain Atari VCS that I'm going to be selling at the Adelaide Comic and Toy Fair. And I came across this game and noticed that and went, well, I'm not selling that game. <laughs> so it lives behind the dinosaur that's on the cover. Um, and then you can also, well, it's bad game arts. If you want to see more of that, head on over, have a good time. It's great for um, people who go on Instagram and mm-hmm. want to be sexy and famous. Uh, and also over at Mr. Benjamin, uh, again, I've done nothing but play pay bills for the past three months so I haven't collected a lot and uh, the only thing I've put up is my little announcement that I indeed passed my third dan grading in the Japan Karate Association and I'm now a third dan black belt sensei ben ben sensei pardon that's what they say ben sensei okay ben Sorry. sensei um, do you know what the most disappointing part about it was like <laughs> why is there a disappointing part well well I like fighting like in karate you got three main things Ooh. Uh, you've got three three main areas. So my video games are just about to fall over, and they're very expensive. Uh, three 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 main things that you do in karate, and one of them is uh, fighting. And I was really excited to fight in front of a seventh dan black belt who was grading me. Mm-hmm. He flew down specifically for the occasion. Uh, you've got the uh, the the invitations to try out for the Australian team for the World Cup are oh, coming very very shortly. Well, that's that's why I was excited to fight to show this person that I can actually do some stuff. Uh, so went up against, uh, one of my training people and I scored a point within 40 seconds and the fight was over. So that was it. Well, is that, isn't that good though? Well, yeah, but I didn't get to showcase anything. Oh, <laughs> like, well, you showed quest, showcased how quickly you can score. Yeah. Well, I see, I, I pulled my punch because if I hadn't, I would have broken his jaw. Um, but yeah, it, it was, um, you pulled your punch and you Townsie you has asked an important question. Yes. If you fought Dan McGuinness. Mm-hmm. Would you beat him because you are more Dan than Dan? I would, because I'm also <laughs> more man than Dan. Oh. <laughs> my God. There's... And that's why he's not in the show anymore. My masculinity pushed him out oh. the door. <laughs> oh, my God. And we're done. <laughs>